So I think we're just going to open for questions this morning. I, I um, hardest thing about this sometimes is finding out what to talk about. And then if I ask people, oh, well, what should I talk about? They tell me, now I want to talk about that. So <laughs> it's kind of controversial. <laughs> But if you bring a question to me, sometimes that question can develop into more uh, coming from over here uh, in response. So this is a, um, I don't know what the title was, something about questions. Time for questions. Time for questions. Yeah, 11-11, which of course I missed. But let's see, that was deliberate to call your attention to it so you'd be more aware of time. Numbers are very difficult for me, as I've complained about before. Rabbits, squirrels, squirrels, sixes, <clears throat> decapitated snowmen, eight. My daughter pointed out to me this morning that 80 is, a, is a, I say, a snowman and an egg. And she said, no, that's just a snowman that's uh, lost his head. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so she's quite good at teaching me stuff. So are there questions starting here in the Zendo? Shoro. What does um, immediate light mean? That uh, means a light that's very quick. It's actually light that's already here. And so uh, when, we, when it shows up, we, uh, uh, when suddenly we see that, which is, of course, light is a metaphor for uh, realization or understanding. And when we see that, it's uh, that would be a way would be just was just there. So it seemed immediate when, when really it's always been there. So immediacy is uh, a commentary on our fascination with time. Excuse me. It's already the case. Everything is already brilliant. There are no shadows. If you think there are, then. Maybe you're right. Maybe there are. Well, further questions? So, Grand Valley. So, Grand. The second perfect precept about living in enlightenment. Yes. How does one live in enlightenment? <clears throat> uh, don't add, subtract, or divide. Don't do anything with what arises. And you're liberated. Do you do anything with it at all? Agree, disagree, look away, complain. And once you see that, once you see, once you know, once you grok, once you know that, once you know it, I mean, there's no, you're certain. It's not even an opinion. It's like water is wet. No, wait a minute, that doesn't work. Water is not wet. Water gets things wet. Am I right? Okay. It's, it's, it's that more, more about that. You live in it, and, and it's interesting that once you understand that, I think you get bitch about everything. You're liberated because it's without a self. It's dependently arisen. You may have a whole lot of bitching to do. You're, you're holding down. I'm not giving you or anybody or myself permission to abuse someone else because, oh, I just have to be me. That's baloney, if not worse. More? Thank you. Question? Cough it up. <laughs> <laughs> what comes immediately? What comes immediately to mind is um, what's the difference between confusion and dependent origination? It's yeah. 
you know, confusion uh, is dependent origination uh, if it's if it's not understood. When it's understood, then it's uh, then it's not two, not separate, not something else. There isn't anything else. The dependent origination when we don't know what it is, when we think there's this is good, that's bad, that shouldn't be happening. We should somebody should somebody needs to stop that guy. Or even it doesn't matter, even if you're fundamentally correct, if you're the kindest, most wonderful law biting citizen, you judge anything. Anything. This is this is a, a misunderstanding, a big one. And it doesn't help those who are on the other end of the spectrum, sometimes called the dark side. Because it doesn't help them, because it just creates more warfare, more tension. So that's why uh, instead of going out and I'm not against anybody carrying signs, so don't, please, no emails. You can do whatever you want, but train your mind, please, at the same time. Because if you go out and you actually think you're helping in a relative world, you're just adding to the circus, the carnival, the circularity. <clears throat> this is why it's so important. To, to see clearly so that you so that you have, no, you have nothing left to examine here so that you see so clearly that when you go out you don't separate yourself from the warfare that arises or for the angelic light that sh shines all over you no longer a separation separation you're in trouble and you'll take everyone else into your personal vortex go ahead she is not bowing you said a judgment is a misunderstanding yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, uh, first, I guess, what is a judgment? Or how are we to understand that? So the, the judgment could could be most likely is relatively correct, but we get sucked into it, that 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 stickiness of being correct. And so we we, we second our own opinion. Well, yeah, well, it's obvious they're wrong. They're bad. They just spoke the law. They just, they just. But the dependent origination that is behind that is just, Untraceable. It just goes back forever. More about that. I'm wondering if you can have a judgment of something without being ensnared by it. That's the only way you can do it. Yeah, but you actually have to see the judgment as it is. The snare comes from grasping the judgment, rejecting the judgment, adding to the judgment. Any because we're if you're if you have a judgment that you're insecure about, then the insecurity is the wisdom. But you have to see it. You can't, you can't pretend you see it. You can't think about it. Thinking process will not help you in this area because it's not an area. And why isn't it an area? Because there isn't anything else. That's, what, that's the astonishing thing about a spiritual path. It's completely astonishing is there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. And location is a misunderstanding. Jeez, I'm going, can you say how insecurity shows up as wisdom? It shows up as not separate from it. They're no longer pushing anything away, no longer trying to accept anything. There's no strain or stress around anything. So therefore that there's complete clarity about what shows up as confusion or other people. As Jean-Paul Sartre said, hell is other people. He didn't mean other people were bad, I'm sure. <laughs> so it's, it's just the polarity and it's not the polarity needs to be seen, but if there's any kind of uh, uh, self-serving thing that's happening, they're like, you have to be right, you can't be wrong, you, 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 me, 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 then there's just enough stickiness there to draw you into that. So that's why it's very, uh, 
some of the, the sutras, like a hair's breadth, devia- breadth deviation, will fail to reach the proper attunement. I think I misquote that, but it's somewhere in that area. So you have to see it exactly as it is and precisely as it is. And there can't be anyone seeing that. If the identity is some kind of mixture of otherness that is somehow wise and is getting to the right and making progress, then it starts to rotate because it basically, uh, just to say it uh, straightforward, it's, it, it obeys dependent origination as long as it thinks it's something else. And it doesn't obey it as someone obeying it, but it, it obeys it because it can't, it, the, the polarity is so powerful that it's, it, we get drawn into that because we've separated ourselves out into a separate entity or person. And so, you know, who else are you going to serve? What is it, mammon? <laughs> You're going to serve the otherness, either the good side or the bad side. Picky and choosing. Gods and devils. Yes, sir. She is on bowing. Can two people relate to judgments, which are a misunderstanding, or can they communicate around them in a way that will help clarify the misunderstanding? I, I think it's I think it's possible. It's very difficult. Do you have to get rid of the judgment to do that? You have to just see it. You don't have to get rid of it. You don't have to get rid of anything. Don't don't get rid of the very situation that you're trying to see what it is, understand. You know, get rid of samsara to see that it is not separate from nirvana or uh, liberation. More. What's the distinction between form and content? Uh, form is just a shape. could be any shape and it is it has no, it's just a contrast like black and white square and round. So it's just the contrast part of it. And then the content is what we, is the, the patina or the covering or the, the quilting or the addition or the expression or the talking about the form that helps us separate it out. Parikalpata, the imaginary nature. And, and the form is just a way of talking about uh, two parts of the same thing, form and emptiness. Something arises as a why I teach training this way is because um, it's not that you can't do uh, creation completion practices. Those are very valuable. Some people need to do those. I apparently need to do a whole ton of them. Uh, but I don't think it's necessary to, to do it that way. I think it's necessary to just watch what arises in space or in your own mind stream until you begin to see uh, fundamentally what that is yourself. Wrong. Is everything that rises wisdom? Yes. Including adding? Everything is wisdom. There isn't anything else but wisdom. Wisdom just sees wisdom. But the path quality for each person is going to show up a little differently. This is why it's so necessary, is my humble opinion, which is not so humble, uh, that you need a teacher. It doesn't need to be me. I'm, I'm plenty busy. I don't need to be your teacher. Everyone needs a teaching and everyone needs a community. And that community can be a couple of other people. But it needs to be somebody besides just you on a mountaintop in a cave 
pretending to be Melrepa. Even Melrepa needed to hang out in the community. And didn't you have to build a bunch of houses or something? That was his community. Yes, sir. Shoro. Shoro bowing. In the Heart Sutra, it talks about form and emptiness. Is that similar to how you use form and consciousness? No. Have another question? Can you say, well, why not? Because <laughs> that's how you're seeing it, isn't it? Yeah. You're incorrect. Why are you incorrect? Ah, you're getting warmer. <laughs> you don't know. You could you could use that. So I, I see where you're what you're saying, but I'm saying don't don't get stuck on a, on a, at third base. I mean, not to use a isn't that a basketball image? Yeah, don't get stuck <laughs> on third base. Just go that far, and then and then don't get stuck there. Steal home. Go ahead. When when we see or when I see that I'm stuck on third base, how do I go home? Yeah, just see where you're at. See the way in which you're stuck. That's how it's done. It's not about going anywhere else. And that's why it's so damn hard. It's because we have to sit down and deal with the very karma that we came into this lifetime with. Don't accept it. Don't reject it. Don't look away. Not easy to do that. That's why it seems that for some of us, Everyone who's here, we need a path. We need a, we need a path. We need a teaching. We need a teacher. We need a community. Uh, might be other things we need, but so far those have not. Well, Zoom. <laughs> we need Zoom. Can we see form without imputing content? Yes. But it's easily uh, easy to mistake that for something that doesn't have any meaning, uh, a form that is that is uh, uh, empty uh, in the sense of your perception of it, which is more of a, an opinion about it. Um, okay. Well, um, yesterday I received uh, my Dharma name. How, how do I work with the Dharma name and not attach to it and not use it as a label? Let, let other people use the label. You stick with, with the transparent cloud. Stay with the private name. If, if you're looking for the meaning of the name, start there. And eventually you'll see what, what Black Dragon means. It's not a compliment. It's an observation from over here using content. Same with anyone's name. If you happen to have a different name. Questions on Zoom? Chisho. Chisho Bami. Um, yeah, I want to go back to yesterday's function, <clears throat> the Susho function. And I'm wondering, in terms of polarity, uh, that function seemed to have a introduce a polarity between a student and a teacher. Uh, was that the purpose of that function? <laughs> well, it varies in lots of different ways. One of the ways is just to, uh, the person who is endeavoring to 
uh, proceed on the path is just to frighten the daylights out of them. <laughs> so they can see what they're getting themselves into. Because you, you'll notice uh, if you follow, those of you who follow that, uh, Shuso or Dharma, it's called Dharma combat. Now there's another, what's the other word for it? Shuso Hosen Shiki. Shuso ho what? Sen. Hosen Shiki. Shiki. Get that? So it's about, uh, in, in ancient times, there was more uh, pol polarization, more of the attacking kind of thing going on. We're not quite this, uh, that uh, macho, but still there's a there's an intent to put somebody, uh, you're on there, you're endeavoring to teach, okay, let, let us help you. Here, respond to this, respond to that, respond to that. And if you listen to, to it, uh, people here didn't particularly, or people on uh, Zoom didn't particularly, particularly hold back I don't think anybody was um, mean to Kozan. Anybody mean to you, Kozan? No, no. She didn't know. <laughs> she knows. So the idea is to is to put some tension on it. We don't do that too much, but a little bit of tension. I'm I'm uh, I sit sit here all the time and say, "Come and get me," and I'm saying I put myself in that position every time I teach. I'm not, I'm, it may look like I'm producing a lot. And yeah, to some extent I am. So it's about training, helping the person along. Uh, they sit up there and they, and they receive questions from Sangha, which are uh, challenging and, and might, might bring up things that have happened in the past that we bring back into the room and say, what about this? What about that? What about the time you did this and this? Or what about this? What about that? What was happening with that? Are you still full of yourself? You think you can teach others and be full of yourself? How are you going to do that? If you even can do that. Further question about that, Chisho? Uh, Chisho, I mean, yeah, I'm just still wondering about the polarity between somebody being a student and then transforming or graduating or becoming a teacher and that seems to introduce a sense of polarity which you were just uh, no. uh, advocating against if I may say so so yeah you can say that but it's it's about seeing the polarity and not so when somebody has to deal with the polarity that comes in uh, to that situation then the idea is to work with that as best you can that's a, it's very hard if someone seems to be attacking you to be kind. And that's what the Shuso ceremony is about, it's training a bodhisattva, training someone to meet everything with kindness and understanding. This doesn't mean they're always going to be a sweetheart. We're not saying that. You're not trying to live up to a standard. And also, just because you've been through the Shuso, which I went through, and Chezan has been through that, and now Okozan, but no one else has been through that yet. So that's not something that you get a certificate for, and it's, it doesn't even mean you're a teacher. You're not a teacher, uh, if you're a student of mine, you're not a teacher until I tell you you are. Does that mean that you should do what I say? No, do whatever you want to do. Uh, there's, no, there's, no, uh, there's no club to join here. The, the whole allegiance thing uh, in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha is up to you to do that. I don't really need anything. Whoop-de-doo. When I say that, I'm saying, 
Sure. I, I, I want you to be students. I want your attention. I want your, your consideration. I want your love, but I don't need it. There was a time when I did need it. If I needed anything, I could not function in the way I'm functioning. A question from Joseph and Kalamazoo. Go ahead. What is projection? Getting angry at those who are angry, being condescending towards others who are condescending, being judgmental towards those who are judgmental, etc. What is it? Confusion. Uh, Joseph, you already know that. But what are you going to do about it? Sit down, hold still. Watch what moves, because all that stuff that looks like it's out there is in your mind stream. It's also out there, but the main place to deal with it is not out there. Running against things, <clears throat> fighting, labeling, like we see everywhere, trying to clean up the mess. Be, be good uh, citizens. So spend time in front of the wall. Question from Jeremy in Portland. Jeremy. Theoretically, if one became no one, would dogs and cats not remember them? The cats and dogs, the cat would still be smelling of the dog and the dog would be looking for the person who thought they were no one to bite them. How's that? How's that? Does that work? Let's go deeper into that. And I'm not particularly being funny here. I'm just not tracking anything. And, and you are. And that's why you're asking such a uh, interesting question. Shadow Bowing. If we see what this is, is it free of thoughts about it? Mm -hmm. Not exactly. The, the thoughts about it are also part of the vision, part of what you're saying. There isn't anything. You see, everything is included. You, you don't need to get rid of anything. That's what's so amazing is we, uh, society, the, the mundane path is to get rid of difficult things, to polish everything, make everything better. And the spiritual path is to, is to uh, fully uh, uh, not separate from anything. The most horrible, evil thing, not, not separate. More? Shadow bowing. So if the thoughts are still there, is there a difference between seeing what is and anyone else that's just functioning out of their thoughts? Paraphrase. Paraphrase. Is seeing what is different than believing our thoughts? Well, there's, there's a difference, but uh, when we set it up like, like that, then I would say, well, yeah, it's different because we're just receiving. We're just, when you see something, you receive what you see. So you're just receiving. But believing is adding on to it and, and, and seconding the motion there. This looks believable, therefore it must be. This, uh, this I feel this way, therefore. We, we abandon what arises for something else, and this is, uh, builds the cage around our self-centeredness, our afflictions, and, and, and the warp and woof there is passion and aggression. 
and the space it moves in is ignorance. So can the leaving stop? Yes, okay. But you have to see it. You have to see the, you have to see the, you know, you have to watch yourself bust out of here into something else, something else, something else, including your own mind stream, trying to get away from what shows up by thinking about it and adding to it and defining it, congratulating it or criticizing it. More? Don Bowen, can we receive wisdom without thinking we're gaining it? I don't know. How do you, what do you think? I don't know. You don't know? That's why I'm asking you, Bowen. <laughs> is that funny? It is to me. It was funny. It's kind of funny. So answer to your question, no. You remember what you asked me? What you asked me? Is it possible to receive wisdom without thinking you're gaining it? Yes. You remember what you asked me? Yes. What was it? A question. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> That's good. For the question. No more easy ones like that. Sato bowing. Sato, go ahead. Um, in the third reminder, it suggests that we should abandon harmful deeds and devote our time to virtuous actions. How do we know which is which? Bowing. I, I, I think that facing the wall, train the mind to see clearly and, and work work with your own your own thought patterns that come and go and come and go and watch how we grasp some and reject others. Those will give us a better idea of the way we are addicted to identity, specifically our own of being right and not being wrong. But it, it takes a while, quite a while. And so just notice that, just back up into your question and notice the emotion or the feeling that is arrived, arising that provides your particular whatever intellect or, or question to show up in that particular way. And that will show you the areas that you're confused about without the concepts that brought up the question. Go there and look. It, it, it's offered to you every day. Every time you sit down, hold still and endeavor to see the truth on the wall or see what is whatever is moving in your mind stream or in the life stream or the uh, down the hall, out the window, in the garage. Just watch what moves. And, and, and this will begin to clarify. Very, th very polarity you're describing will begin to clarify and not clarify by, by necessarily by moving further apart into right and wrong. Carl. Carl Bowen, what is the difference between just receiving on the one hand and giving everything your attention, Bowen? You know, similar. Uh, so your your attitude is to is to sit down and and receive, and then your the way you would practice that you can flip them around. They, they work in different ways, and then um, 
giving everything your as your your attention is basically saying you're not you're not fixated on any, any one thing particularly that doesn't mean you don't miss something i'm i'm looking at the screen but i'm also notice a little bit of movement of somebody shifting side to side over here and it's i'm not saying you have this kind of super panoramic vision that you don't miss anything you miss a lot of things but by not particularly clamping down on trying to maintain some kind of awareness, like sometimes it's taught by following the breath, labeling, thinking, uh, mantra, practice, mudras, and all of that, trying to get something to congeal into a reference point. So I would say just watch the disturbance. Observe the delusion. It's as if you didn't care if it ever left. It's as if you didn't care if you ever got better. This is uh, when Trung Rinpoche talked about one disappointment after another until the final disappointment, which is awakening or enlightenment itself. Powerful teaching, but needs to be understood individually. It's not something we can all kind of agree. Oh, I think I see what he meant. No, you don't. In the giving of the attention, are we doing something? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is called the path of the Bodhisattva. You're giving. Give it your attention. It's another word for that is respecting everything. And like uh, the, and the, the precept uh, not to steal. Uh, this has been brought up before, but not to not doesn't necessarily mean don't pick people's pockets or rob them, but don't steal the space in which they were about to say something by interrupting them. Happens lots of different ways. Watch, observe, observe. Don't abandon what you're observing for what you think about it or whether you're right or wrong. If you're worried about being right or wrong, oh, this is a cave of demons. So that's using the classical image. This doesn't mean you're going the other way where you don't give a damn about anything. You're gonna do whatever you want to do, right or wrong. I got to be me. Give me my AK-47 kind of uh, mental masturbation. Not that I'm against masturbation. Please don't email me. Chocobowing. Yes. Soltrum asks a question in the chat box. Soltrum. Is a sense of futility helpful on the path? It's one of the few things that's helpful, it's futility, because that'll get you to the cushion. Uh, and if you've run into this situation, it won't necessarily get you to the box of pills or get you to the uh, anesthetizing yourself with either activity or controlling your mind or shutting it down or moving it up or jogging for that matter. And I'm not against jogging. But that feeling, and, and you know, that's a word that you're using, I mean, and, and the question, Someone else might not even know what you mean by that, but they may be very de depressed if they were use, using their words. Someone else you may say a lot of anxiety, and I don't know what to do with the anxiety, which seems like a more active form of depression. And then futility is almost like a the downside of, of that uh, word is it's, it's kind of final. And the upside of that word is it's kind of final. So look at the word of what that, you could even look that word up in the dictionary and notice how much you don't really agree with what's being said there. Yeah, you've been using the word. 
sense of loss. This is a, the ego does not want to be uncovered or seen. It just doesn't want it. And that's not, we just don't want that kind of intimacy with the cosmos. So we, we, we move away from our own uh, uh, Buddha nature, our own, the vastness of our wisdom into some person who needs to get ahead, doesn't want to be criticized, doesn't want to go through Jukai, wants to make sure that nobody mistreats them. So futility is nice. <laughs> be futile, <laughs> not futile, futile. Okay. Yuhang, go ahead. Do we observe the four reminders? Yeah. Yeah, you read those and you can memorize them or you could, you could look at those and, and see how they connect with your life personally and see the way in which some of it doesn't, maybe doesn't make a lot of sense. But you, you, and the good idea is to repeat it. The four reminders, repeat them very fast. Uh, if you can read them fast if you haven't memorized them and then, and then go very slow. And so you really slow down so that you might be doing the first reminder, the first three words of the first reminder for uh, a few days rather than reading uh, or memorizing or uh, reciting all of them. First, contemplate. First, contemplate. But also observe, right? You mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, that's, four that's, precepts. Yes, observe. Observe is uh, basically that. Uh, I, I see where you're going with that. I'm saying observe when you're sitting down, holding still and doing shikantaza, it's just observe whatever's moving and whatever's moving, receive that. And so, but yes, when you, this is why we uh, do the repetition is so that the words, when we first read them, we know what they mean. But then as we repeat them, the meaning of the word and the way the word is structured in terms of the sound and in terms of the way the sound works with your uh, particular mind stream uh, those the meaning and the form, the form and the content, as uh, Juzan was asking about earlier, start to be uh, indifferentiable. Is, is, is that a word? Indifferentiable. Is that Sanskrit? No. They, they, you can't tell them apart. You know they're different, but you're not moving them apart. Just kind of a fancy word for uh, observe. Bowing. Is name is um is a name form? Is what form? Is name is name people's names yeah. form? Yeah. And how do we see the attachment to the meaning of the name? Just just look at it. I mean, we can I can go into something, but I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist, uh, so we, we're not going to go that direction. Not that you can't do that. Not that you can't go go in and deconstruct all of that, and some people do that. But I, my understanding and my way of doing this, partially because I'm not very smart, that's not some kind of false humility. I just don't have the intellect to do that. A very good thing that I don't. So I would say, just look at it for yourself. Keep it very simple, very radical, very minimalist. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves. Recite, recite. Um, What's the first reminder? First, contemplate the preciousness of being free and well favored. 
Have you said that a few times? Have you have you memorized it yet? For me? Yes. Mm, first part, probably. That's usually the way it starts. I rarely meet people who memorize the last one first. Real oddballs tend to do that, but I don't know any of those. Sorry. I have one more question. What's the difference between uh, secular freedom, conceptual freedom, and spiritual freedom? Uh, go slower. I'm missing your, your, the word. Which three types of freedom? Sure. What's the difference between secular freedom and spiritual freedom? Secular? Yes. Okay. Like conceptual, whatever. Okay. Next one? And spiritual. Those two? Yes. Uh, the first one is not free. And the second one is not, not free. That help? Second one, the first one is just a concept about being free from something. So it's a relative kind of freedom. So you're free. But uh, 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 fundamental freedom is nothing was ever imprisoned. The, who you actually are. Uh, is a who you who you thought you were and who you actually are is, a, is not only a, are they not not are only are they not the same thing they're not separate and that's why it befuddles uh, the ego to because if it starts to get a glimpse of that it's just it's like the ego is like walking to the edge of a huge ditch in the dark you can't even see the you know there's a ditch there but you can't even see the edge of it so you kind of don't know what to do with that. So you go back to the cushion or you go back to the Dharma or you change teachers. Let's find a teacher that talks more about uh, uh, the power of positive thinking. Am I being silly? Not exactly. Sir. Sure. In, in that image, are you saying that going back to the cushion is turning away from the cliff? No. Go ahead. Questions from Jeremy in Portland. That'd be a good one. To expand the inquiry, could someone becoming no one transmit that realization to their cat or dog? Uh, the cat and dog are already, already way ahead of you in that area. So, and and you, you don't become no one. It's not. It's a misunderstanding. That's a existentialist uh, talked about that kind of situation. I'm not saying there isn't a becoming, of course. But you don't you don't become something else unless you're unless you're addicted to relative truth, success, failure, fame, disgrace, love and hate, right and wrong, up and down, awake and asleep, enlightened and confused. He asks, would the no one and no dog be friends again? Only if there's mice involved. I call those MAs. You know, you've all heard of MA, miniature arbiter. Miniature, no? no. Uh, we'll do that in another talk. <laughs> A question from Shane in Virginia. Oh, Shane. <laughs> it's going to be hard to be funny. So go ahead, Shane. If you're falling apart, do you know you're falling apart? After pieces fall off, do you remember they were there? P.S. I bought you a goat. 
Is that bribery? <laughs> <laughs> what is it you want? I like goats. I'm glad you bought a goat. Was it an alpine or a sanin? He's not saying. Uh, uh, to go back to the question, I would think you, you might, might, if I'm understanding what you're asking, you might be aware as you're going along that you're just not, it might not be a big like credential, but you just no, might notice that you're not particularly particularly jealous as you once were. You're not jealous of what other people have or know or how they look or what you're not. The jealousy might drop. Well, I'm just using it as an example or intense uh, uh, irritation uh, may may drop off. But it also the intense irritation can get stronger because what actually dropped off is you're ignoring it. You, you actually stop protecting yourself from your own insanity. Most people are doing that through various modalities. The path of liberation is about insanity, not the relevant kind. It's uh, in the tradition, it's called the crazy wisdom form of the Buddhas of the three times. Just a way of talking about something that really, really makes no sense. Question from Adriana. Yes. How should I endeavor to receive when I am experiencing a lot of sadness and it hurts to receive it? Just do it anyway. Just keep going. You ask me the question. This is my response. Just keep going. Oh, you're. It's like that kind of a question just tells me that you're 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 on the path. You're working with your mind. If you weren't working with your mind, that kind of question would not arise. So. Just just do the best you can. Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, teacher. Doesn't mean you have to live with the teacher particularly. particularly. Uh, Dharma, what, what is the teacher saying or the teaching saying? Whether it's the Buddha or the living teacher and the community. Stay in touch with the community. You need others that are studying the same thing. Seems to be a very uh, important aspect of that. Joyce Fowley. Yes, Joyce. Uh, how do dependent origination relate to karma, Fowley? Uh, so dependent origination is the, the kind of the impersonal comings and going of everything, the 10,000 things, which is an understatement. Uh, this push, that push, that, this pushed on this. We gave this some more importance than this, and this less importance, and this seems to be a really helpful, and this over here is kind of useless. So that's that's the karmic part of it. When we talk about karma or uh, action, we we sing it. We um, we uh, we separate it out into being this cause that cause that, and we can get pretty complicated. But we totally, completely, and ultimately, and regularly ignore the vast uh, matrix that is sometimes called Indra's net. There are different ways of talking about it. It's just so incredibly vast and complicated that. If, if you just look at one little part of it, it's just, just too much there. So one of the, like looking at it, I look at, it, uh, at a molecule, I'm sure when they first discovered molecules that they, ah, finally, <laughs> fundamental building block. And then they, we start to go further and further into that. And then I'm not a physicist, of course, but uh, even physics, when it gets down to very fundamental spatial considerations about the nature of physical, our physical, um, structure that starts to change its fundamental shape from what is it 
uh, what are they calling it? A, a wave or a, what's the other one? Is it a wave or a particle? And then I want to know, is it a, is it a wave or is it, what's the other thing other than a wave? Nobody knows about that one yet? Hmm. They usually fly right through the middle of rainbows. Does that help? <laughs> I think I answered the question. Kevin Bowing. That's Kevin. Earlier you mentioned in sitting that we might, that uh, it would be as if we didn't care if it never left, whatever is arising in the mind stream. Yeah. Does the as if imply that you might also wish that it would leave? Bowing? That's how it's done. The wishing may come up because it's dependently arisen, but one has seen through the self that has the wish. So therefore the wish, but it's, it's uh, unless one has been, become very, very clear about there's no self in the skandhas or form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness, or the thinking process in the, in the six sense fields and their objects. If you, until you've seen that that does not make up a being, even though there's a body here and you have fingertips, you can see, you can move your head, you can grasp something, you can put it back down. You can, you can get very ill, you can die, all dependent origination. So the very uh, thing that you mentioned, when I say you won't care, it's not that you won't, the caring will still be there because the actual caring is dependent origination. But we have to start somewhere. So where do we start? Let's, let's start with watching what moves, watch what moves, watch what goes away, watch how it shows up, watch how it turns green, watch how it develops points. Watch the form, watch the form, observe, observe, observe. Give it your attention, give everything your attention. Give your kneecap your attention. Give the sound down the hall your attention. Nothing is disturbing anything. If you think it is, uh, well, let's see, you're wrong. <laughs> it's not. Kevin Bowing. Go ahead, Kevin. It just reminded me of being in acting class when we would be trying to do a scene or be a character that we couldn't quite embody. And the acting teacher would say, well, it's as if you were naked in front of the conference. And so there would be some sort of as if that helped us to connect with whatever the scene needed to be. And I just wonder if there's any sort of parallel <laughs> there. Sure there is. It's, uh, that's why uh, uh, I think Dogen said, uh, when you sit down on the cushion, you sit there, this is Buddha. And that's an as if, because you said, you know, it just doesn't feel like Buddha to me, but you just say as if, as if. You may, if, you're, if you understand the path of the Bodhisattva, if you're working on that at all, and you probably are at least thinking about it, if not, uh, aspiring, uh, then then you will see you will begin to fundamentally understand what this is. And until you fundamentally understand, you're still going to be straining at the bit. I don't strain at all. Is that a, an accomplishment? No, of course I strain, but I don't strain. Of course I strain. You follow me a little bit, just a tiny bit. The straining can still be there. It does not imply a strainer or someone who's wants or doesn't want. 
And so uh, I think I can't quote Dogen, but it's like, this is Buddha. Sit down and hold this position. This is Buddha. Of course it is. It would have to be Buddha. There's no, no time. It doesn't, firewood doesn't become ash, as he tried to point out. Did he remove the hands from the clock? It's a rhetorical question, therefore you have to answer it. Yu Hongbaoing, what's the attitude of looking at hope? At hope? Yeah. H-O-P-E? Um, yep. Uh, well, hope is the other, other side of fear. So I don't promote hope, nor do I promote hopelessness. But I'm just saying, don't, don't do anything with it. Just see what's there so that you're actually... You actually have your, if you were a doctor, you actually have the finger on the pulse all the time. You're just receiving, just receiving. You're not telling the pulse to do something else. And you're not, you may be hoping that the pulse doesn't go away, but that's dependent arisen. Hope that just shows up as, you know, hoping that it doesn't rain today. Then that's, that's not a problem at all. It's when we, when we go into it and try to kind of squeeze that area of our life, well, you have to have hope. Well, you need to get hopeful. No, no, please don't do that. Don't set up some teeter-totter idea there so that the next thing that comes up is fear because we've lost all hope. It's just a, it's a, it's a, I don't know, what, what, what would you call that? Quasi, it's quasi, don't do it. Yu Hongbaoing, when I see and hear the word hope, the yes. sense of positivity arise. How should I ob observe it? Well, it's just something you're inventing. Uh, positive, negative, you have to be positive. It's just a, it's a mundane, not wrong, because it's relatively supported everywhere. Psychologists, therapists, and everything are not wrong. You may have to do that. That may, you may need to, when somebody shows up in front of you, whether it's your child or whether it's your your student or whether it's your uh, patient or whatever, or your, your uh, customer in your store, meet them where they're at. We do it all the time. It's called service. Save all beings, meet people where they're at. If you do that, they may not even know you meditate and you, you won't care whether they know that or not because you're meeting them where they're at. Do the same thing with your own mind. If hope arises in your mind, don't fluff it up. Don't tamp it down. Don't, Dispose of it. Don't do anything with it. A fundamental uh, environmental kind of generosity or awareness. Excuse me, panoramic awareness. Are you saying I should look at the word uh, with a neutral mind? No, I'm not. Junchu. Junchu bowing. You said you strain, but there's no strainer. Yeah. If we see the internal strain and we see we want to get rid of that, is there no one that wants to get rid of that? Exactly. But we double up on it. We don't, we're, the self centeredness is terrified. The only people that know that they're, they're terrified or have dealing with fear or insecurity or any other word that might be softer uh, description are people who are trying to train their minds. The people who have actually covered that all up are the ones who are attacking people and killing people and, and have some kind of validation of their, of their, so they don't realize that they're not even human beings, nor are we. We're, you're not, we're here. It's very temporary. 
who you who you are has no there's no there's no uh, clock going there. More. If we try to see who is trying to get rid of the struggle, is that leaving? Are we distracting ourselves somehow? Not particularly. If if, if the idea seems to be uh, with hold as still as you can without being you know too overwhelming, too macho at all, just hold very still for as long as you can. And if the body starts saying this hurts, my knee hurts, move it. If it start, if it's the body mind complex, meaning you, uh, you need to go get something to eat. Go go to the bathroom. Go do pay attention to the body, but then uh, then observe the form. And if you've set up a four-hour block setting period that you're going to do, get back in there, sit back down, and continue that. So it's about repetition. Return to that. Return to that. Return to the Buddha, the Dhamma, the Sangha. Return, return, return. More. Earlier, you said there's nothing left to examine here, pointing to yourself. Does that mean you know what's going to happen next? No, I don't know. I really don't. It's not a, I know a few things, but not many. So I don't know. More? How can there be nothing left to examine and still not knowing? Damn, I don't know. That's a good question. What do you think? Maybe there can be. Uh -huh. <laughs> there, there's no one there. So there, there's no solid identity. It doesn't mean that consciousness doesn't show up and doesn't get irritated or the irritations are dependently arisen. There's no being there. So therefore you are being, your life is, has been said before by Others, uh, you are being lived. You are being, there's no one living. There's no one living. You are being lived. This is called liberation. And what, what are you liberated from? Not actually liberated from, but kind of. It's like you're no longer concerned about the, you're no longer what, taking anything personally. Even though personal feelings, the apparent personality and, and individual emotion still comes and goes and tries to find somebody that will buy into that feeling. That's how it looks. That which is seeing it has no particular position, has no location. Yeah. When we bought into those feelings, how do we see that there's no one buying into that? Yeah, just continue. That's why it's called a path. It's a path. It's a path. It's a round path in fruition was the way Vidyadarif would talk about it. Threefold logic. The, path, the ground is just sucks. I don't like this. I'm miserable. I've tried this, I've tried that, I've tried that. Nothing works. I'm suffering. I'm having difficulty. And uh, if you can't find a, a way in one of the of the six realms to cover that up or subdue that or make it go away or appear to go away or control it or convert it into something else like buying stuff or keeping occupied, you might stumble into the spiritual path. And if you do, then and you're, something uh, clicks there, so there's some something resonates with you, then you may begin to uh, to practice or enter the path. So round is suffering. The path is awareness or see what this is, see what this is, see what this is. It doesn't mean take a, go into a rest area where we just think about what this is, which there, we got volume after volume of a lot of thinking about what this is. It is necessary, but it's not the goal. The goal is liberation. 
and liberation from what? From what? From everything. Question from Daniel Stafford. Yay, <laughs> Daniel. What is Jukai? Huh? What is Jukai? Uh, thank you. Jukai is a Japanese word that just means to receive the precepts, I think. Isn't that what it means? I have to check with people who have memories. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's, you, uh, you formally take uh, precepts, just like with the, the Vidyadara, uh, Daniel, you, you received, uh, and from uh, uh, Dogo Kensei Rinpoche, received vows, refuge vows were s separated from the Bodhisattva vow. Jukai uh, actually is the Bodhisattva vow uh, and the refuge vow and the and prohibitory, prohibitory precepts. Ian Bowling? Yes. In the third reminder, um, because I create karma, I must abandon harmful deeds. What is it to abandon harmful deeds without ignoring things or without being aggressive? Uh, that's a good, you know, I think it's a, uh, I think it's very personal and, and I, rather than ha spell it all out. So this is the way you do it. And uh, I think it's, it's a very personal area where you, some of that could be the harmful deeds, maybe the, the thought patterns in your own mind stream where you're, you're not really observing and receiving what's happening. You're, you're, you're acting on your mind stream in such a way that doesn't allow you to see it's a, it's an internal uh, form of selfishness, not being generous with your mind. Trungpa uh, Rinpoche had a very specific way of talking about this. Just make friends with yourself. You're not going to make <laughs> friends with those parts of your mind. They're already friendly. You're going to have to make friends with the stuff that sucks and see that you're not probably probably not going to be able to change that. Then, of course, those deeds out in the open, uh, so to speak, in your uh, in your household, in your family, in your in your job situation, your community, is uh, just less is better. Don't do anything unless you have to. And this way, you have less to look at as far as, is this harmful? Or is this, am I, what am I? Uh, but then if we follow it up, well, I've just got to be me and I have to be, I have to say, speak my mind and that kind of. Um, uh, talking to, one, to oneself and validating what we're doing because we just have to be who we are. I would say less is better. More about that, Ian? Yes, when, when that sort of valid self-validation, self-justification occurs, how do I work with that? Just look at it. Don't change it. And at the same time, of course, the teaching is saying abandon harmful deeds, but it doesn't mean shove everything out of the way. You have to might have to look at that word, abandon. Maybe there's another word that might work better for what you're working with. Abandon is used quite a bit. Lots of words are used in the Buddhist, uh, Buddhist teaching that are, you know, might be a little bit pushy. But th those are the, the medieval times and even before then, some of that intensity was necessary that we didn't have this kind of communication. And, and we, we were, uh, might be trying to follow something that was the structure seemed to make sense in that particular cultural context. But... <clears throat> May not may not uh, be as helpful today. Might want to do more of this with awareness practice and less of it with obeying something. Thank you. Yes, sir.
question. Long. How is seeing what is disappointing? Well, it could be uh, seeing what is. It could be disappointed because it's it's not what you wanted it to be. It's uh, it's empty or not much is happening there, or you're not being fulfilled, or you're feeling swamped by stuff. So, but actually, if you actually are trying to see what is or receive, then this could have a quite a path quality to it, a fruition quality. Uh, you, the question would not arise. In other words, there, there isn't anything happening. There's nothing else going on. So there's no question. More. The very nature of seeing, my understanding is the very nature of seeing something as is drops away all disappointment and all adding. So you're, it is just what it is. So I don't understand Lower. how disappointment can even factor in anything. There is just what is. Well, if you see what is, and a disappointment will just it won't it won't get any foothold there. I mean, it might may be there because it's dependently arisen, but there's no no personhood. So there's no even though there's there's a hand still move and we still have this or that, and we do this and don't do that, but there's no, there's no central. Trunk uh, Rinpoche, to use this, would say, uh, there's no center, nor is there a periphery. How would you say, there's no center, no fringe. Centerless fringe, or fringeless center. Help me here, more. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm bowing. Disappointment often has been associated with expectations. So the example that you gave earlier is, you know, life is one disappointment after another, yeah. until the final disappointment, which is awakening. Yes. Are our daily disappointments awakenings? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Just don't hang on to it. You knew that. <laughs> Yeah, just don't, don't hang on, don't let go, don't ignore. Passion, aggression, ignorance. Don't hang on, passion, don't let go. Uh, which one would that be? Don't let go? Yeah. Ignorance? Maybe. When is ignorance? Passion. That passion, aggression. aggression. Ignorance? Yeah. Nice cream. ABC. Yeah, the four... Before don't do it. <laughs> A question from Isaac in Rockford, Illinois. Yes, Isaac. How and when can I set up a one-on-one -on -one interview for me to become a student of Sokozon? Um no. My phone number. Huh? Just text me. Yeah, text, uh, send a text to Unio and she'll let you know. Hi, Ellie. <laughs> thanks for the, thanks for the birthday cards from you and uh, You're welcome. Yeah, they're great. I really like the, the simplicity of yours 
and the exotic uh, one of Abe's with the, especially with the cotton balls under mask, under scotch tape. That was brilliant to actually put tape on there you can see through. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I wish you a happy birthday. And how old are you? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm as old as an octopus. <laughs> You're, I don't know how old are you, but I know I'm only six. Yeah, we got a ways to go. Six is a good age, though. I remember six. Yeah, it's a good age. It won't last long. It'll be seven. I'll be seven in July. Which day in July? Um, July 15th, probably the 5th. 15th to the 5th? Yeah, like 1-5 to 15. Oh, 1-5, yeah. I need help with numbers, so thank you. Any other questions? Any questions out there in the Zoom place? What do you think about global warming? What do I think about? Who's asking me that? Dale. What do you think about it? I think we can't do anything about it. Um, probably, uh, it's kind of kind of late. I'm not saying we can't, but boy, it's, uh, it's difficult. I mean, there's yeah. so many in the world, as we all know, watch the news for a few minutes if you want to get, really get uh, bummed out. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think the very best thing we can do about global warming and anything is train your mind. This is going down. If it's not going down as a whole world, each person is, this only lasts so long. Death comes without warning. This body will be uh, dead. So train your mind. Find out who you are so that, so that life and death are no longer a puzzle to you. That's that's the that's the the primary misunderstanding is we think someone dies. Find out. Liberate yourself. I'll give you a Thank boost. You. I'll, I'll give you a boost with your permission, of course. Sally, you have a question? Sally Bowing. I just wanted to wish you such a very happy birthday. Okay. And uh, yes. Way to go. <laughs> Yeah, way to go. I like that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, now what? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, Sally Bowie. Is there another question in the uh, in the chat box? No further questions? Julie, you don't have any questions? Julie Bowie. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Julie Bowing, did you enjoy your birthday? I did. I ate a lot of uh, food. It was yesterday. Today's a birthday, but yesterday we had a celebration with Jukai and the Shuso and um, and people coming, uh, Crystal coming from out of town. And uh, What was your name again? Wulong. Wulong. What's your What's your private name? It's private. <laughs> <laughs> 
hard to keep up with her. <laughs> Gume is also from Minneapolis. I don't blame him for leaving that area. <laughs> it's difficult up there. I've been hearing from Eric. He sent me a long list of Eric Blackstead, long list of all the terrible things that are happening up there by someone who's right there. He's not far from Brooklyn Center, is he, Eric? Oh, he's not too far, no. Yeah. He's in uh, St. Anthony, I think. Okay, if we have no more questions, we'll all pray for everybody. So, dedicate the merit. The ten directions of three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna, Paramita. Bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.